Hi, this is Mitch Ivan. This is episode seven of the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast. Today, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about hypnosis and self-help, at least my little bit of experience with it this past week. And if we have time and I don't get too sidetracked, maybe we'll talk a little bit about politics because there's certainly quite a bit going on this week. So first of all, as I said in the earlier podcast, if you had an opportunity to listen to them, if not, I'll explain it here. I've been doing a lot of self-improvement things over the last several weeks. It's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. As I had mentioned before, I'm doing the podcast to hopefully provide some value to you, a lot of value to you in whatever capacity I'm capable of. And also for myself, I've been doing it to uh, to just get my voice out there in an unpolished manner, to just sort of wing it. All of my life, I have tried to be polished. I have tried to be very rehearsed in things that I do. That had that was basically based on a created by a background that I had as a performer um, for a good part of my life, and. Because of that, because everything I've done professionally has been performative, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, when you think about it, it's much of it has been substandard and unsuccessful. And I'm trying to explore this idea that my voice matters and inspiring you to believe through that effort that your voice matters and it doesn't have to be perfect and that our authentic selves our truest selves are really what are most valuable to us and to the rest of the world. And so when I do this podcast, it's I, I don't think about what I'm going to talk about. I don't prepare that. I just come up with whatever happens to be on my mind, which seems to lately be whatever I whatever's most was most pressing during the week. And I, I hope it brings you value and I hope you you appreciate it. Um and that's a perfect segue into what I want to start today's discussion about. So my wife and I got interested in this um, self-improvement, I don't know if you'd call it a, a product, uh, from an organization called Mind Valley. And what Mind Valley does is they, they bring together a lot of these self-improvement personalities from all around the world, um, and they have these programs, they call them quests, where these different teachers come on, whatever it is, and you if, you, if you choose it, if you like it, you pay a flat rate for a year, and you have access to all these quests from all of these teachers within the community. And uh, it's, so far, it's been pretty good. And one of the quests that I reluctantly have taken upon myself to participate in is a hypnosis quest. Now, why is this a big deal for me? One is I don't really trust anyone. I'm a little nuts. And unlike when I was young and I trusted everyone, as I've gotten older, become an adult, become middle-aged, I don't trust very many people at all. I don't trust people to necessarily do the right thing, to necessarily do good things. And I realize that I am, I've gone overboard with my lack of trust. It's become un, unhealthy, um, at least as far as I'm concerned. So I am trying to do things now where I have to test 
my ability to trust. And I would think doing hypnosis would be a particular area where I can stretch those trust muscles because, I mean, I don't think people can really turn you into a, you know, sociopathic zombie by hypnotizing you like they did, you know, in the movies back in the 70s and 80s. But I do think people can screw with your mind when they hypnotize you. Basically, the idea from what I understand in hypnosis is to relax your body and more specifically your mind to such a, in, into such a relaxed state that you're not necessarily out of it or, or completely unaware, although we've seen that, you know, that process when we've watched sort of hip, hypnotic demonstrations of people just doing weird stuff on Oprah. But, um, but I don't think overall that's the point. I think it's to bring your body down to this very relaxed state where your mind is very receptive to the suggestions of the hypnotist. And it's not just your mind, it's your subconscious. It's, it's that part of your mind that sits beneath your ego that in, in many ways kind of drives your behavior at, at a level that you are likely not aware of, not conscious of, that drives your thinking process and your decisions. And the, the idea, I believe, is to make suggestions to you when you are receptive to changing things in your subconscious state. Now, a, a good, kind, professional hypnotist, I would assume, would make good suggestions. Those suggestions would be, you are nice, you are strong you are whatever it is that you're trying to achieve you can attract wealth whatever it is as opposed to a nefarious person who would be making suggestions like you're an asshole you suck you know we wouldn't want to necessarily be taking that in when we are open to implementing suggestions and, and integrating them into our subconscious mind so i decided one of the quests in this Mind Valley program, well, there's a couple of them, but one of them is is where a hypnotist uh, takes you through a multi-week process. I think it's a 15-week process where he discusses different ideas with you, and then you he puts you into what he literally calls a hypnotic trance, where he makes suggestions about how you can better your life. Now, this isn't probably full-on hypnosis because it is an on-demand type program. It's not live. So I don't actually have this guy, you know, directly hypnotizing me. I'm listening to a recording of him. It's actually a video of him explaining um, his particular lesson of the day. Um, And then you listen to a subsequent recording where in that recording, he, he puts you into a hypnotic trance. Uh, I, I tend to be a very nervous character in, in life anyway. So I, I don't like losing control, which is another thing that I'm working on. And, and this, this particular program is all about self-esteem, like improving your confidence, your self-esteem. And, and something else that I, I, I'm uncomfortable with is losing control of a situation. So even if I'm sitting in my bed... At 10 o'clock at night doing an on-demand program, the nervous Nilly in me um, is wondering, you know, is, is actually sitting there maybe opening my eyes every three or four minutes just to make sure that they didn't get me. Like I didn't, this guy didn't, I'm not, that I'm still in control somehow of my body, which is nuts because 
hypnosis is not something you can be forced into. It's something that you, if, if you want to do it, you do it. So it's, it's, it's crazy on my part. But anyway, so here's how the class works, right? And, and I'm going and, and to talk about uh, the last one I did because you do one a day. So yesterday, the teacher, I can't remember what his name is, uh, talked about the nonsense. First, he talked about the nonsensical lie that people were taught that was a mindset that was really created in the, in the 1970s, which was the fake it till you make it nonsense. Which and the idea with fake it till you make it is it was within really business and 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 trying to be successful that you pretend to be successful before you are. You pretend to be something that you're not. And if you fake it till you make it, you pretend to be this this successful person when you're not. Eventually, that will become your mentality, and eventually you'll you'll make it. You'll trick enough people and you'll trick yourself long enough that you achieve whatever results that you were hoping for, whatever goals you set for yourself. And this particular teacher made the point, which I never, I never really subscribed to the fake it till you make it. I always thought it was kind of silly, but I hadn't thought about what he said about it, which was interesting, that fake it till you make it actually um, enhances a sense of less than or it, 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 it depletes self-confidence it um it spews of insecurity in other words because instead of you being you you being who you authentically are you're pretending to be something else and therefore you 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 don't you may not necessarily have as much confidence in who you really are and that got me thinking so it really kind of clicked in with me. And then he spoke about discovering or rediscovering and appreciating your authentic self. And that is the self, who you are beneath your ego, beneath all of the layers of bullshit that we, over the years that we accumulate, beneath your public persona, your public face, even as I'm doing this podcast now, I don't completely think that I'm my authentic self. In other words, I'm worrying about what I'm going to say to you guys. I'm worried about if you're going to like it, if anybody's going to follow my podcast, if you're going to get bored while I'm talking. And therefore, as I'm speaking, I can even feel it right now. Some of my words, some of my ideas probably aren't really coming from a sense of of true authenticity because my ego is kind of in the way of it a little bit. Um, and, and I really do want to achieve a, a um, I don't know, I want to achieve a, a state of mind where I am always authentic, where I am really always coming from my authentic self. And I want, and I've been doing this for so long you know, I'm sure many others have the same experience where you don't even remember who your authentic self is. Like I look at my son, he's seven years old. He knows exactly who he is. He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to say. He knows what he wants to do. And he doesn't worry about what people think of him. Yeah, he's starting to feel a little bit of social pressure in his age. So he might, he's starting to use the word embarrassed. 
a little bit here and there, even though he doesn't know what it means. And he's starting to say, well, I don't want to wear that. That might be embarrassing. Or I want to do what my friends are doing, quote unquote. So he's he's starting to kind of, and kind of, you know, take on some of that, some of that muck that we develop over years and then decades that, that hides our authentic self. But overall, when I look at him and I, and I watch him and I try to learn from him in, in, in this sense, he really does live his authentic self at this age. He hasn't been corrupted um, by social pressures to be something he's not. And he certainly has no interest in faking it till he makes it. And I, I you know, I, I hope I can, as, as an example, rediscover my authentic self and be that way as an example to my son as he grows up and, and, and the world tells him to be somebody else. I, I, I hope so. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Um, and the teacher in this, this hypnosis teacher argues that in terms of achieving your goals financially, in terms of relationships, spiritually, in life in general, that your authentic self is much more valuable to the world than your pretend self. So inevitably, if you think about money and career, that if you can express yourself as your authentic self and work from that place, provide whatever it is that you want to provide to the world from that place, that's going to be more valuable. People will be more interested in paying you to be to have access to your authentic self because that's where the value is. So I, I like that. I don't know if you buy into it or not, but, but I like it. So I, I really sort of took in that, that conversation and I, I can't go into it more in depth here on the podcast with you today because I don't really get it enough. I don't understand it enough. I'm hoping that when my podcast grows and expands and as I become more authentic, more comfortable in my own skin, and I have eventually more followers, that I can invite some people like this particular teacher on here to, I mean, I'm already hesitant because I'm thinking everybody has, everybody has everybody on their podcast as guests. So why would mine be any different? I, I don't know. But, um, but I'm irrespective of that, again, that insecurity that I have, that my podcast will be just like everyone else's. Um, I, I still would like this. I, I would like to do that. I would like to have someone like this teacher here to sort of explain what the authentic self is. And I think, and, and to explain how hypnosis can benefit one in discovering that. And I, and I think in terms of the idea of self-confidence, and authenticity, that question that I just asked, right? That block that I just sort of discussed where I was thinking, well, I'd like to have this guy on my podcast, but I, but then it would be the same as everybody else's. What would differentiate it, again, is my authentic self, right? My, um, We all have a, a fingerprint. We all have a retinal scan. We all have a palm print that is completely unique. 
These are external things, right? These are, these are parts of our body. There's no other member of the human community that has my fingerprint, that has my retinal scan, that has my palm print. And if I find my authentic self and I put that authentic self out here onto this podcast, then there's no other person that's gonna have that. That podcast will be unique, whether or not the world wants it or appreciates it. It's another story, but that's kind of what we have to forget about. You know, we have to find our authentic selves and put it out there and let the world decide if it's of value to them, irrespective. So after you finish that in this particular, I guess I'm trying to tell you what his hypnosis was like in my in my experience. So after that experience, you know, uh, sitting and listening to the talk, then you go to do the hypnotic trance. And that's pretty wild, I have to admit. It's kind of freaky, but it's uh, but sort of freaky and wonderful and strange at the same time. So um, you sit down, you know, you, you got your earphones on, it's talking, you're hearing this guy's got like a hypnotist voice. Like if you watch a movie and there's a hypnotist, an evil hypnotist in there, he's, this is the voice, right? And then talks about calming down, relaxing, blah, blah, blah. And it, it works for me. I mean, it did calm me down. Um, and then he modulates his voice. Now, I don't know if they do the, in terms of the volume of the, of the voice. I don't know if, I know it's intentional, I don't know if it's something that, you know, they do in terms of in post-production where they modulate the volume of certain areas to achieve a hypnotic effect in some capacity. For me, it felt like when he would, when the volume would get distinctively lower, I would almost be reaching, you know, with my hearing to try to hear him. And I felt like that's probably some hypnotic technique. Like you're focusing on trying to hear a little bit better and not focusing on trying not to be hypnotized or to be hypnotized. I, I don't know. It just, I, that's my guess is that it was, a, it was a technique. And then of course, being a psychopath that I am, I thought I was being manipulated. I got nervous. I would open my eyes to make sure I'm still, you know, not a, you know, not a zombie at this point. And I was fine. But anyway, and then that, so within those modulations, he, those volume modulations, those calm yourself, calm down, blah, 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 I would be able to calm myself down. I would be able to kind of relax. Uh, then he begins making these suggestions. And he tells you, I'm making, your mind is now uh, open to my suggestions, which when you hear somebody say that to you and you're a little nuts like I am, you're like, what the fuck? You're going to make suggestions now. What are you going to make suggestions? Am I going to sort of wake up tomorrow at the top of the Freedom Tower in New York City screaming, God love Jesus, save the whales, and whatever else from the top? I, God loves Jesus, save the whales. Yeah, I mean, that's opposites in terms of our political climate right now, but that's okay. But Or, you know, like like like... Like, what, well, how's this going to affect me? And it, it didn't affect me badly in any capacity. So hold on. I've got to stop right now. 19 minutes in. I think this is all we're going to talk about. But I do do one fake commercial per podcast with the objective that at some point I will have real sponsors and do 
real commercials. But until then, I am going to do the opposite of what this podcast is, which is fake it till I make it, and I will do one fake commercial. But I do them my way. Please hold. Hi. Are you hungry right now? I mean, are you really, really hungry? Are you craving a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with Jif peanut butter? Well, you shouldn't buy Jif peanut butter. This is not a commercial for that. And you shouldn't buy cheap crap jelly because it's loaded with sugar and it's bad for you. You should buy Trader Joe's almond butter. And you should buy whatever kind of healthier jelly that you like. This is a commercial for Trader Joe's almond butter. Now, do I love Trader Joe's almond butter? I don't. Do I like it? It's not half bad. But it's $6.49 right now at Trader Joe's here on the East Coast in the Northeastern region. Now, if you get really good almond butter that I really like, that's on average $9.99 to $13.99. And as good as that almond butter is, and as much better than Trader Joe's as it is, it's not worth the extra 3 to $6. Trader Joe's almond butter has one problem, though, aside from the fact that it's just okay. It's got like an oily bunch of stuff up on the top, like almond oil. And no matter how much you mix it up, or I've even read that if you turn your almond butter jar upside down, that the oil goes up into the, the almond butter and it stays fresh, it doesn't really work. You always have this oily kind of yuck at the top of your Trader Joe's almond butter. But that's not enough not to buy it. So get your Trader Joe's almond butter today. And maybe when inflation completely levels out and the expensive almond butter is $8.99 and Trader Joe's almond butter is back to $5.99, we'll then switch and opt for the good stuff. Hi, this is Mitch Ivan. Welcome back to part two of Mitch Ivan's Tuesday afternoon podcast. And let's continue our conversation about my experience with on-demand hypnosis. So when we left off, I had told you that the teacher was starting to get me into this state of relaxation. Once that state of relaxation was fully achieved, then he started to make suggestions and they seemed pretty good, right? They were just things like, uh, you are, you have great self-confidence, you are very strong. And, you know, honestly, I don't even remember a lot of them to be honest, which I guess is the point of, of, um, of hypnosis that you may not consciously recall everything, even though you're awake at the time. Um, I do remember him actually saying that in the hypnosis that you may not consciously remember everything, but your subconscious will. But as he's making these subconscious suggestions or these suggestions with her, his voice that my subconscious was accepting, this was what I really found to be the weirdest part, most disturbing part, but I think in the end will be the healthiest and most effective part. I would hear these like, and this is something they must have, they had to do in post-production. It couldn't have been something that was live, nor should it have been. But you would hear, and he said this before I, we went into, he did the hypnosis. Sometimes you'll hear stuff said in the right ear. Sometimes you'll hear stuff said in the left. What he didn't say is that you would be hearing those things at different volumes and you wouldn't be able to understand any of them. So literally, it, it, it would sound almost like 
Why did you have a Jupiter? Like, imagine one of this in each year. I mean, I'm not recording this in stereo, obviously, so I can't do that. But and I'm not doing any post on this. But so it'd be like, yeah, you're going to be great, and your body, and it just sounds like that. Just noise. Yeah, and you're going to be blah 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 uh, the army, when he raises us to take over the world, that's not what was happening, but it felt like that. And any movie that you would have seen. Now, we're not we're going to come out of the 70s and the 80s movies and come into sort of uh, maybe mid-90s movies uh, where people were like, where the ca- main character was always sort of forced to sit in some room with their dark room, with their eyes open, staring at a TV screen with various subliminal and, 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 and messages on the screen and also various sounds coming into their each ear. And, and it would be like, shababa, shababa, like that sound, like you're just hearing like these, these modulated sounds coming into their ear if you know if this makes any sense to you this this movie that i'm trying to describe that was so popular for so long it was that like it literally was that it wasn't sort of that it was legitimately that but he kind of told us to an extent that it would be that and and then you would come out of these sort of modulated suggestions where you couldn't understand exactly what was being said in either ear. You could if you zeroed in. A couple times I would zero in on a particular comment and I could hear that at the expense of the other comments or other sounds, which again, he said that you'll hear what you need to hear, which, you know, who knows? You know, I guess so. Now, I will say this. this the thing lasted... The, the, there's not much more to say about the, the uh, hypnosis itself that I can actively recall on a podcast without really thinking about it, the actual process of it. But I will say that at the end of the hypnosis, and the t- two times I've done this, I've, I've opted to do that, this at night before I go to bed, which is not the best idea, I don't think, because he does make a suggestion at the end that you're going to awaken refreshed and energized. And I did. Like, I was energized. I was fired up. I had energy. And, and my, in that moment, my self-confidence, like in that moment when I woke up, felt remarkable. Now, that obviously dissipated over, as you've listened to me in this podcast and you hear my lack of self-confidence at times, that dissipated over time. But I think what it is is you get this huge jolt of this self-confidence, inspirational you know, sub, uh, suggestion into your subconscious in one shot and then your body responds to it and then you kind of retain some of it. And you keep coming back to it every day for 15 days or whatever. And hopefully the goal is that you've now built yourself uh, or a portion of yourself into having this experience of self-confidence. I don't know. But that was – it took me a while to fall asleep. And I'm probably going to do it again at night again even though I know that's not the way to do this because I have – other things that I'm doing during the day, and I don't, and I like this the way my schedule is right now. Um, but this was weird. So I woke up, I had to go to the bathroom, 
and I don't know what time it was, and I woke up, and I didn't want to get out of bed right away. You know, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, you want to go, to the, you have to go to the bathroom, and you just, you don't want to do it. You know, and you just kind of lay there because you kind of have to go to the bathroom too much to fall back asleep, but not enough to like force your lazy ass up and to go. It was that moment. But when I would close my eyes, I was seeing colors like green and blue, and they were like these little swirls. And of course, again, being a potential, not a potential, uh, an intentional hypochondriac, which I'm changing. I panicked. I was like, what the fuck is this? What did this, what did they do to me? Is my subconscious going crazy now? Is my imagination going crazy? But every time I'd close my eyes, I would see these colored swirls moving. Let me preface that by saying, in the process of being able to fall asleep after the, after the meditation, my mind in some capacity was racing. But not, it was a weird racing. It was like racing, but not in a way that was stressful. It was racing in a way that was soothing. I know that sounds like two completely different things, but that shouldn't be able to coexist at the same time in the same place in your mind. But it was working that way. I, I, I don't, can't explain it, it just was. And then these these blue and green lights that were moving were freaking me out because I'd close my eyes again and I'd see them. Then I'd quickly open my eyes in a state of of panic and I'd everything be normal. Close my right, eyes, just calm down. It's okay. You'll you'll live through this. You will get up in the morning. I went to the bathroom, came back, laid down, still seeing those green and blue streaks. And I'm also now thinking, is it not, does it have nothing to do with the hypnosis? Is there something wrong with my eyes? Is there something wrong with my brain? You know, all this crazy thinking goes through my head. But I was able to relax. Eventually, I fell asleep. Now, I spoke to my wife about it in the morning because, thankfully, she tolerates my madness. And my wife is also very into this. And my wife is very into a lot of the spiritual healing stuff. Uh, she's a Reiki master. She doesn't do that for a living. She works as a social worker in a transplant center at, at, at a hospital in our area, but she um, she's very much um, tied into the spirituality. She loves this. And as she has been participating in this, also this Mind Valley, some of these programs and quests, she's having a lot of breakthroughs and, and just nice experiences as well. But she, um, so I said this to her and I'm like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I was up, right? You know, I was panicking about this. And she's like, yeah, I know. And, she didn't really think about it too much. She's like, you're fine. Just relax. Get over yourself. You're fine. So I guess she had a few minutes to think about it or 20 minutes or whatever. And she said, you know what? Those colors. And my wife is also very into chakras and healing and all that stuff. She said those colors of blue and green are healing colors. So I believe her because she's my wife. That's my son yelling downstairs unnecessarily, but I'm sure it's going to come out and there's a guy with a motorcycle unnecessarily revving it in front of my house. Um, but anyway, so those colors she suggested to me were um, healing colors and that there was just a lot of healing going on in my subconscious, um, I guess, for a lot of the damage that I've done to myself over the decades um, for not having a sense of self-confidence. So 
that's it for today. I just wanted to share that experience with you. I'm going to skip the politics. If you, you're, you know, I'm sure you know what's going on this week with Trump and his court case and everything else. And um, there's more about that. If you want to uh, kind of hear my take on everything, come visit me on TikTok. Mitch Ivan 7, that's M-I-T-C-H-E-I-V-E-N, number seven. I talk a little bit more about politics there and a little bit less about hypnosis, although maybe we'll flip that around at some point and maybe talk about other things too. And you can find me at Twitter also. At Twitter, I'm at Mitch Ivan. A lot more of the political talk. I used to talk a lot about crypto, but I've kind of been taking a crypto break this summer. I'm a crypto journalist, but I, I don't think I'm going to stay in that. I don't don't know if I'm going to go back and do that. I haven't written an article for two months, and I I may not. Um, but that's another t- conversation for another day. Anyway, thank you for visiting. Come back next week. Every Tuesday, this podcast drops. Have an amazing week. You are amazing. Fill yourself with self-confidence this week. You are greater. Don't fake it till you make it. Just be you. Take care.